Hey, welcome on in. It's another edition of Lunch with Klaibs and Joe here on ClaibsOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Mike Claiborne, coming your way after a Memorial Day weekend. And uh, as always, powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and also sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com, Ryan Kelly. Uh, Klaibs, a, uh, a long weekend for you down at the uh, down at the ballpark. Lots of uh, no my. series with the Brewers, <laughs> and then yesterday, no my. <laughs> all of a sudden, Maya wants to be part of the show. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? Hey, throw throw her up there because also Poffit Cave Nine right there. You you see them on the uh, on the banner below too. That's another fine sponsor here of our <laughs> of our show. But hey, you know what? You've been gone too much down at the uh, down at the ballpark. She misses you. Yeah, a lot of baseball. This is uh. This is a huge homestand. I mean, when you think about the teams that have come through here, first place Milwaukee, San Diego's in second place in the best division in the National League. And then you think about the fact that uh, Cardinals have had some tough games. Uh, then we then, then we also go on to Chicago and Tampa Bay. This is a pretty tough stretch of games that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, I mean, before that, the Blue Jays, too, who yeah. record-wise, record I mean, doesn't show it. They're but right there. I mean, yeah. you know, they're – they're the Cardinals of the American League East, uh, a team that has a lot of potential. They're younger. Uh, pitching is interesting. Uh, and they're going to have a say-so in postseason play also. So realistically, you know, Cardinals have faced three potential postseason teams. They'll have four or five days off because they'll play the Cubs. And uh, then they'll go back to playing Tampa Bay. So there's some tough games on the schedule. Yeah, that's uh that by the way that weekend series against the Cubs that is five games uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's uh, because of the uh, the first week of the season being pushed back due yeah. to the uh, to the lockout. So that's uh, so we're we're get, you get the Pittsburgh Pirates at the end of the year, and then you get a bunch of games, the three games thrown in against the Cubs as the uh, as the year goes on. Because there's another one of those five game series too up in Chicago later this year, right? Or is it just a four game three days? I think series? it's a four and three. But, but, you know, here's the, the thing with this. You have to go in and remind the Cubs they're the Cubs, okay? you you got to win four out of five. Uh, they're getting beat up by Milwaukee. Milwaukee swept them yesterday at a doubleheader. So this is a time where you have to go in and really create some distance between yourselves and, and, the, and the rest of the division. And the Cubs are the closest team to the Cardinals, and they're almost double digits back. So you really want to put your foot on their neck and just remind them that they're the Cubs and you're not. And you're not. You know, it's it's funny we're, we're talking about this because I don't know if you saw Joe Pesnanski puts out his um, his newsletter, and yesterday put one out. You know, where where tomorrow is the, is June first, so you're kind of looking at that as one of the benchmarks of the season, two months into the year. And there already are one, two, three, four, five, six teams, six teams that fan graphs and baseball reference give less than a, uh, I mean, it, less than half a percent chance, pretty much. But for, it's, uh, it's the normal cast of characters. It's Pittsburgh, it's Baltimore, it's Cincinnati, it's Arizona, teams like that, that really it hasn't changed much since the beginning of the season. Uh, yeah. We already knew those teams weren't going to be in postseason play. Uh, but I, I still think that there are a couple of teams that might be surprises and they may go one way or the other. So I don't I'm not sure if this season is going to be unpredictable with yeah. regard to who's no. supposed to be in and who's not. 
No, you throw, I mean, here the, it's the Orioles, the Nationals, Pirates, Royals, Reds, and Tigers all have less than half a percent chance of making the postseason. Then you throw in the Athletics, the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, the Cubs, the Marlins, the Rangers, the Mariners, the Guardians. I mean, you are looking at 15 out of 30 teams that are, are not playing for anything. And you add another postseason team to the mix this year. It's, I mean, all you're doing right now, you're jockeying for position uh, for the most part, which will make the trade deadline so interesting because, you know, do you, and and, I mean, in the Cardinals case, do you go out there and you add pitching or do you just hope you get healthier? Yes, I I think you do. Uh, And, you know, I think the surprises, I I think the Rangers for all the money that they spent uh, to see them fade so quickly. And Seattle was a team that some thought could win the American League West or certainly get in the postseason play. Now, they've had some young players who just haven't lived up to the expectation, and they've had some injuries like everybody has. But everyone else, you kind of felt like, well, and maybe the Marlins. I I, I thought the Marlins would have an outside shot at, at getting in the postseason play because I thought they had a lot of good young pitching. Problem is their young pitching hasn't gone long enough uh, through the season and they've had, like a lot of other teams, some sporadic hitting also. So I guess those would be the two surprises in thinking they would you thought they would have been better. Which is – and then, I mean, as you as you look at it, yeah, the Cardinals definitely need pitching. I don't know if you saw Jay Happ announced his retirement today, a, a guy who helped put the Cardinals in the position they were in last year. But you, you look around – the you just look at what the as as I'm scrolling through here I'm trying to find the Cardinals uh, home and away record for this season but I don't think it's anything staggering right it's not it really isn't so uh, if you're I mean if you are if you're John Mosaic if you're if you're Gersh if you're the Dewitts and you look at it and you go okay do we really need to catch Milwaukee like is that is it top priority to go out there and give away future you know future or prospects or whatever to catch Milwaukee in the standings and end up in first place. Like, is it that big of a deal? It's a good question. Uh, you know, I think we need to take it one question further. Are you trying to make a deal to get a pitcher that you're going to use in postseason? <clears throat> you know, and, and, you know, Jay Happ was an interesting guy. And I think the reason why he probably called it a career is because by June 1st, if you're not somewhere pitching, that means you ha- you're going to need at least three weeks to a month to stretch out. And by then you're talking about July and, and by then somebody else has already found somebody that can help him. So uh, I wish him nothing but the best. He was a classy guy. And uh, certainly, as you mentioned, helped the Cardinals last year, but I'm looking at a deal where you say to yourself, all right, this is a person we're going to rely on in postseason play. And I'm not one of the proponents that says, well, let's wait till the deadline to make a deal. No, if this person is going to be important to you, they need to be in the loop as soon as possible. Now, I can understand the Cardinals cause to say, well, you know, we don't have Flaherty yet. We don't have Matt. Uh, we don't have Hicks. Although I think Hicks, from a starting standpoint, needs to really develop being a starter in the minor leagues where he can really learn how to pitch as a starter. But when you have two other guys in your rotation that aren't available to you, um, you, you probably want to wait. But I still don't want the notice of of saying, well, you know, we don't need to make a deal because these two guys are like making a trade. I'm not sure if that works either. So you got to look at some areas where you think you can really be a little bit more effective. Um, Is is Nolan Gorman your left-handed back? You don't have a left-handed back as far as your DH is concerned. 
So is that an area you strengthen yourself? And again, I'm not going to wait until the deadline where the price may go up or it may be unfathomable for you to make that sort of deal. Get it, get the player, move on, get them used to what you have. And if you don't like them, then move them again. I'll, uh, I want to talk pitching before we get to the, the bats. Um, but last year, you you mentioned Hap. We know John Lester <coughs> came in. And those were two guys that, that helped put the Cardinals in place to make that run and to be competitive the second half of the season. Another lefty uh, was just released this past uh, past weekend. A guy that, you know what, I mean, seems to fit into that mold that the Cardinals took a look at last year with Lester and Happ, and that's Dallas Keuchel as the White Sox released him in the last year of his contract. Hadn't been performing that well this year, but back in 2020 was a top five Cy Young candidate. It, it does seem like the type of guy that the Cardinals would kick the tires on. First thing I thought about was him. I, I haven't seen enough of him pitch, but he's a ground ball guy. Obviously, ground ball pitchers succeed with the Cardinals. Um, he's a guy maybe I'd take a look at. Uh, I'd have to work him out. I, I just don't know uh, how much better. I guess the question is, he, is he better than Packy Naughton? Is he a guy that could take Packy Naughton's start? He can, pitch more than, he can pitch more than one time through an order, which the Cardinals clearly yesterday don't think Packy Naughton can do. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised because I, I was, he yeah. went like 42 pitches, and he was pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they saw something or maybe they want to save him for later because let's face it, going into Chicago this weekend, that that's going, that could really alter your situation a great deal. Remember there are no seven inning double headers anymore. So you may go through a staff fairly quick if you don't watch yourself. So maybe not might be a guy you use next week and maybe you go with him a little longer to save your bullpen. So there are a lot of things that maybe go into play there. Uh, we don't know how far away Matt's is. So there are a lot of things in the air that you just have to try and pay attention to, but you can, I don't know if one weighs heavily more heavily than the other right now. Yeah. That's uh, yesterday sitting there. I, I was paying no attention to the bullpen yesterday. Cause Naughton was, he was, he, he seemed like he was just yeah. going through. And, and then next thing I know, Ollie comes out and grabs the ball. And I'm what the, like <laughs> looking for a train, <laughs> looking for something. That yeah. was, I don't know what I you guys were like. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit as well. I guess it was their unofficial term of opener. Mm -hmm. uh, but, man, you know, bullpens are just too fragile to go through all of them. You know, how many pitchers did you use? You used Helsley. You used Gallegos. You used uh, Cabrera. Cabrera yeah. You used uh, Naughton. Palante. You used Palante. So you used the six pitchers yesterday. As you know, we, we always talk about the evolution of a bullpen throughout the season. And after seeing – the game against the Blue Jays the other night and then seeing the game yesterday, I think it's clear Palante is going to be a big part of this team for the rest of the year. He's a very good pitcher out of the bullpen. I just don't think he is a guy that you can bring in in the middle of the inning. He needs to come in from the bullpen at the start of the inning, pitch with a clean, clean bases, zero outs, and you just let him go with that because when he comes out with guys on base, it's just he he's not the guy you want preserving your ERA if you're the pitcher handing the uh, manager the ball to leave. Well, that's a, a point you make that we talked about a little bit yesterday, which tells me what is Palante? He's a starter. Mm -hmm. And maybe you stretch him out enough where maybe he's the guy next week that might get the start. Although I got to think Jake Woodford's got to be in the conversation. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jake Woodford, according to Ali Marmo, needs to work on a couple more pitches and be more consistent. 
but he's given them a lot of good innings this year so far. So I'm not sure what it's going to take, uh, but maybe Pallante slides in that role and Woodford comes up and, and is the backup. I, I, don't, I just don't know. It's a question I plan on asking Ollie today. That and the pitch com. Everybody's pitch com went ho- uh, sideways yesterday, including the umpire, Ted Barrett, who, who his mic became um, easy listening on all the intercom systems in the ballpark. So uh, I'll find out what they what they found out with regard to why the Cardinals pitch con wasn't working and San Diego's pitch con wasn't working and the home uh, crew chief's microphone wasn't working. I didn't know. I didn't hear that about the uh, with the umpire yesterday. That's yeah. Yeah. You can hear him talking to the rookie umpire about not as many balks being called in the game today. <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't say, hey, did you see that you see her up in the fourth row there behind the dugout? You know, hey, those- speaking of uh, speaking of umpires that call balks, Joe West podcast, new episode yesterday, just released with his uh, longtime friend, Ronnie Barnes, the Hall of Fame head athletic trainer for the New York Giants. The two of them met all the way back. Back in 1970, Claves at Eastern at East Carolina University, and have known each other ever since. Both in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame together, and it was a uh, fun conversation. The two of them just talking about how sports have evolved over the last 50 years. Well, Roddy Barnes has seen a lot of things in life, but I, I was really anxious to hear him talk about Lawrence Taylor. In my opinion, the best defensive player to ever play in the NFL. And uh, Bill Parcells, one of the great coaches, both of those guys were very strong-willed. Both of those guys uh, had a lot to say, and Ronnie Barnes was in some very intense conversations between the two of them. So if you haven't had a chance to listen, tune in, check it out on wherever you get your podcast from, uh, Joe West 56. 5460. 5460. I'll get that right at some point. Here's the other thing. Barnes looks pretty good. You say he and Joe met at the same time. Yeah, but I think Joe's a little older than Ronnie Barnes. I I, I remember looking it up earlier because I was I was doing I was just checking on everything and I thought Ronnie Ronnie Barnes is seventy years old. He did not look. If you would have told me he was seventy years old when we talked to him the other day and had him on the video, I would not have believed that at all. I want to look like that when I'm seventy. I want to look like that when I'm eighty. I want to look like that when I'm ninety. Yeah. Joe, uh, Joe's a year younger, actually, than Ronnie Barnes. Oh, boy. <laughs> we won't show Joe this video that we're, uh, that Word we're doing. Word it out. Word and, uh, it out. <laughs> hey, this is uh, Lunch with Claves and Joe here on ClavesOnline.com. We uh, will take a break and come back right after this. Hey, Munganass, Alton Toyota, a uh, sponsor here of everything we do on ClavesOnline.com. And with those gas prices rising, I'm sure everybody felt the uh, gas prices this weekend traveling around doing something Memorial Day weekend. Hey, the uh, Toyota 
they got your electric cars, they got your hybrid cars. And if you're, uh, you know, getting a little annoyed, filling up the gas tank a couple times a week and spending a few hundred dollars, check out those hybrid cars that they have over there at Munganass Alton Toyota. Some of those uh, 50 plus miles to the gallon. And that will, uh, hey, that'll, that'll last a lot longer and stretch a lot longer than probably whatever you're driving right now. Yeah, I have a hybrid, and trust me, uh, I think I filled up once, maybe once last month, and it's uh, it just it's amazing the impact that it can have on you. That's Munganass Alton Toyota. Find them online at altontoyota.com. I'm with the home loan experts, James and Jason Gillespie, their father and son combination. James, you guys not only do great work with mortgages, you also do great work in the community. That is correct, Mike. We have several programs for the community where we're out helping the community as well. Isn't that right, Jason? You're right, Dad. We are doing a ton of work in the community, but we're also doing a ton of work helping home buyers refinance and buy homes. All you have to do is give us a call. Claves, it seems like it was a, a lot longer ago than just Friday, but the blue season came to an end in the uh, second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, losing in game six to uh, Colorado. You know what? I, I think uh, it's not a big shock after Bennington went down in game uh, in, in early in the series. I don't think uh, fans are, you know, they, they might still be pissed about that. But I think as far as not living up to expectations this year, I, I think a lot of Blues fans have maybe come to grips with it over the weekend that the season's over. Yeah, um, you know, and I had the Blues. I thought the Blues could beat Colorado. Uh, and even losing the goalie, Bennington, who had really just started to play well. You have to remember, he didn't start the playoffs. Uh, but he came in, he did a nice job. Uh, the Blues tried to move on from it. And I thought they did for the most part. You know, Huso was pretty good up in, in Colorado. Uh, but, you know, it's a 60-minute game. And... Let's face it, the Blues didn't play well enough to win on Friday night. Uh, Colorado outclassed them in every element of the game. And, I mean, they almost outshot them by 20 and really held on to the puck a great deal. The, the shots on goal don't indicate the opportunities. There were some guys who didn't play well in the series. We learned now that Braden Shen was playing with broken ribs and had been dealing with a multitude of injuries throughout the course of the year. I haven't heard what the excuse was for Jordan Cairo or, or Robert Thomas because I didn't think either one of them played extremely well. But it's one of those learning processes that you go through, and you hope everybody learns from it. So the question is, what do you do for the St. Louis Blues? I mean, do you keep this team together, or do you try and make a move on players that, as I like to say, the best time to move a guy is a year before you should. And what do you need? I mean, this team is, you know, I mean, we ran around boasting about the 920 goal scores. Unfortunately, they didn't play like a, a 20 goal scoring team, a 920 goal scoring team. Uh, so you have to look at who you need to move up, who needs to step back, and who needs to go. And they've got some tough questions to ask themselves, along with the fact that you've got the salary cap to deal with to make sure you're in a good position if something does become available that you can pay for it. And you know that Huso is a is a free agent. You know he won't be part of the uh, team next year. You have Bennington under contract, and you paid him a lot of money. Um, are you confident in Jordan Bennington moving forward? Do you have a choice moving forward? You don't forward? have one. You don't have one. And your minor league situation lingering, um, 
I think Lindgren's in the minors for a reason. I mean, he's not your 22, 23-year-old goaltender. Okay? He's been around for a while. Uh, Hofer is a guy that they like, but he doesn't have a lot of ring experience. So you you may have to look for a, a veteran backup goalie out there. I'm not sure who that would be off the top of my head. But that's an area you probably need to be a little bit more solid in, in the event if, if Bennington goes south. I mean, let's face it, Bennington didn't play well last year. He lost his job and really wasn't as good as he needed to be the year before. So the consistency, consistency element now comes into play on whether you can trust him or not. And I think the jury's still out. The uh, rest of the playoffs still going on. Conference finals begin. Uh, they they begin tonight. Yeah, that tonight. Is Oilers and Avalanche in Colorado, and then you have the Lightning and the Rangers over in the Eastern Conference. I know you were watching that Rangers Carolina game last night. Who do you like in those two series? Well, both teams, Colorado and Edmonton, have had a chance to catch their breath. Uh, so I think that's going to be a very electric series because both of them have average goaltenders. So we may see a few you know, seven, seven, five games along the way. Um, the East, I think, is going to be even more intriguing. Now, the good thing about Tampa is they've had a lot of time off. You know, they had a chance to vanquish Florida in four. So the Rangers coming off a seven-game series, and now they have to pick it up again against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who are going for their third cup appearance and third cup final uh, as far as winning. So I, I like I like Tampa because of the rest, because of the experience. And they've got a really good goaltender also. The uh, Yeah, that starts tonight. Uh, you have the <clears throat> conference finals there. Uh, we have the NBA finals to talk about. But before we do that, a uh, quick break here on Lunch with Klaibs and Joe, powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and also sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. <laughs> My name is Jeremy Seabury. I am one of the owners of Pawford K9. Marcus Galmore, co-owner of Pawford K9. What makes us different from other dog companies is there is no breed left behind. We stand by that 120%. We specialize in aggressive behavior modification. We don't turn away. We bring them in for a free, free evaluation to see if we can help the dog. Here at Pawford K9, we focus on the owners educating the owners. How do I get this dog to give me the behaviors that I'm asking for without the treats? Mm -hmm. So that's when me and Marcus come in. We train the dog so when you take the dog home, you don't need the treats. The dog is doing it because you're asking it to. After each training package, we go through a series of lessons. We keep going until the owner gets it. We make sure that they go over the beatings with their dog and that dog is listening before they, before they leave here, but also we follow up when they get home is your pup listening to you here? If it's not, we one phone call away, we'll make a trip. We got the Pawpig Mobile where we go out to their homes and make sure their dog is okay. Hey, coming up on Friday, June 10th, the Cardinals host the Reds, and that night, 25,000 fans, ages 16 and older, will take home a Nolan Arenado jersey, courtesy of Scott Credit Union. Get your tickets today at cardinals.com slash promotions. It's uh, the uh, the Cardinal jersey. It's the uh, the Saturday, the uh, the Saturday home jerseys that they uh, that they wear in the style uh, of that, the, the Nolan Arenado 28. On the back, it's cardinals.com slash promotions for the next Cardinal homestand giveaway. 
I'm with the home loan experts, James and Jason Gillespie, their father and son combination. James, you guys not only do great work with mortgages, you also do great work in the community. That is correct. Like we have several programs for the community where we're out helping the community as well. Isn't that right, Jason? You're right, Dad. We are doing a ton of work in the community, but we're also doing a ton of work helping home buyers refinance and buy homes. All you have to do is give us a call. All right, Claves, final segment here of Lunch with Claves and Joe, powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and also sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. Starting on Thursday, we got to wait all the way until Thursday for the first game of the NBA Finals, a long break for both teams. It's uh, Celtics versus, uh, versus California versus the Warriors. It uh, has that old school feel to it, but uh, with the Warriors and the Celtics in there, God, I as much as I want to see Jason Tatum win a championship, I cannot. Uh, I, I can't pick against the Warriors in this one. Well, I, I can never pick for the Celtics. So, um, you know, I, and I think Jason Tatum is is a great player, and I hope he wins the MVP. But the Warriors win the series. Uh, it's going to be a good one because here's the thing that both teams are able to do: they can guard. Uh, Draymond Green is one of the best defenders in the game. Marcus Smart was a defensive player of the year. Uh, you got length in the middle with Al Hofford and uh, Robert Williams, who has really turned out to be a solid player. We just hope he can stay healthy for the series. And then you've got Klay Thompson. You've got Steph Curry. You've got uh, Jordan Poole, who's really stepped up. There's a chance that uh, Gary Payton II could play. Gary Payton Jr. can play. There's also a chance Andre Iguodala could play. So, you know, you're going to have some real defensive stalwarts out there. Uh, so there'll be a battle with it. Wits, uh, two good coaches. Uh, Emi Adoka has done a really nice job in his first year in coaching the Celtics. I, I look at this probably being a seven-game series. Uh, I, I think these two teams can go back and forth. Uh, they don't see each other a great deal, but I really feel like this could be a fun series for people to pay attention to. And, and the reason why I say pay attention to it is I think you're going to see so much good play below the rim that is something I think kids can certainly appreciate more than just the dunk contest that you might see some nights. Clave, just to uh, put it out there for you, to put it out in your universe, um, Game 6 is in Boston on June 16th. You know where the car is? You know where the car? Oh, you're I'm not, not making gonna, that trip. I, I'll never go back to Boston. I was just say, you know where the Cardinals are on the 17th. Yeah, I know they're in Boston. All right, you wouldn't even do that I'm for not, Game no, Six, huh? No, I'm never going to Boston again. <laughs> is that because of? Uh, is that because of what happened in 04? No, the it hotel was situation happened, in 04. Uh, that, was, that was yeah. No, that was in uh, oh, 12. Never going back. 13. 13. Yeah, never going. That's back. where the hotel situation happened. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, I thought that was. Oh, I thought that was all the way back. No, way back no, before that. No, no. no they that was what? What they chance. had you guys like forty-five minutes away. No, right? we, we were in a reasonable area, but the place was infested with rodents. Oh, what's I the mean, one infested? What's the one? The media story where they had them like uh, like an hour away from Boston was that? I think that was 04 that was where they had. Yeah, well, that might have been 04. I know when we played Detroit. Uh, in 2006, we were out in the you know hinterland more or less. We had, I can't think of the, the name of the Ritz Carlton we were staying in, but it was nowhere near downtown. <laughs> 
Uh, so, no, you, you can have Boston. I wanted to throw it out there for you. It's you got yeah. a day off. You're gonna be uh, so you just go straight from Pittsburgh straight back home from there. All right. Not gonna happen. All right. A little look inside what Claves' uh, mm-hmm. contract looks like with the yeah. uh, with the car. Right. <laughs> specifically says no Boston trips. <laughs> so you got I you say I just don't I don't see it going five games though. I mean I I just think no, I think it's Warriors, gonna go seven. Yeah, I just think the Warriors are going to get healthy. They they have been they have been out of it for a few years now. They're going to remember what it was like to win those championships, and it's going to click right back. Well, they have enough guys that have been there, and, and that's the one thing that Boston doesn't have. Uh, and granted, it's the first time final, but you know, first time winning one of the first finals is really hard. And I just like Golden State's chances. As you mentioned, they're well rested. Uh, they know what they're looking at. I, I really thought that Miami would give them a tougher go, but Boston's playing good defense right now. And uh, they're a team that has a lot of defensive options because Tatum can play all five positions as well. You got smart, you got a decent bench, not as deep as I think what, what Golden State can do. But the thing is, Golden State runs the floor so well and they run with good plays, but man, they're good on defense and people don't give them enough credit. But Draymond, that, that's going to be an interesting matchup, Draymond and uh, uh, Jason Tatum. And they'll give him a couple of different looks, just like they're going to give Steph Curry a couple of different looks. But here's the question. They don't have anybody who can guard or, or really deny Klay Thompson, and Klay Thompson yeah. could be the X factor here. Um, outside of the NBA Finals, your Lakers have hired a new head coach, Darvin Ham. Uh, what are your thoughts on I like him? it. I like Darvin Ham. I've known him for a while and uh, known him as a player, known him as an assistant, uh, and he was ready. And I think what you saw with Ike Adome uh, coming off the bench and coming through uh, the coaching ranks, I, I think it gave the uh, Lakers a little bit more confidence. They got a former player uh, who's been involved in winning uh, in virtually every stage of his career with regard to coaching. Uh, the players have embraced it. They've even gone as far to say that they're going to keep Russell Westbrook. So maybe there's something there that can revive his career. But uh, I, I look at him and I look at some of the other candidates, and I think Darvin Ham was probably the right guy for this situation. Hmm. That's going to do it for our show today. Uh, wait, but you're, you're a Formula One guy. Did you watch Indy 500 yesterday? I, I watched everything. Uh, remember, we had Monaco that morning. Mm-hmm. We had Indy that afternoon. And then we had the Charlotte 600 that night. Uh, so I was just doing this the whole time and there was some fascinating racing. And I want to remind our viewers and listeners that this week in St. Louis will be the biggest race day in the United States with all the different forms of racing that are going to be on one track in St. Louis over at Gateway International. Folks, if you haven't had a chance to experience, this is going to be a lot of fun. Some of the greatest racers in the world are going to be in St. Louis. I know Bubba Wallace is going to be appearing at the McDonald's in East St. Louis this week. And there are a number of racers that are already in town that are going to be making their way around St. Louis. Uh, I I just think this is going to be an incredible weekend of racing uh, that will feature virtually every form of auto racing. you got the truck series. you got NASCAR. you got IndyCar racing. I mean, it's got everything you could ask for. And when you have big events like this in St. Louis, I think it's shown many years now that St. Louis shows up and they put on a uh, one hell of a show when big events like this come. So hopefully they do the same thing this weekend and you see the uh, you see NASCAR come back year after year. They're going to get a date. St. Louis is going to get a date. Yeah. 
you know, they're, they're hard to come by, but St. Louis is making too much of a push not to be able to get a date down the road. And they'll impress them this weekend. So yeah. uh, enjoy it down there at the uh, at Gateway this uh, this weekend. Klaibs, anything on the uh, docket? I know you have a busy, busy schedule of baseball uh, here and then up in Chicago. San Diego tonight, that's going to be a good one. Uh, we'll see uh, Blake Snell, Adam Wainwright go for the Cardinals. And then tomorrow... I don't know how long we're going to be here. It's uh, Dakota Hudson against Ooh Darvish, and uh, neither one of those guys is known to work quick. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen. But this is a good San Diego team. Uh, they do a lot of things well. They mirror the Cardinals in a lot of respects with regard to their defense. They've got two of the three top three hitters in the National League coming out. Uh, uh, Tatis is probably two to three weeks away. He's traveling with the team. So when they get him, they're going to probably be ready to go again. They may give the Dodgers a little bit of a run for their money because their pitching is pretty good. Yeah, I know uh, we're going to be – my, my son is a big Padres fan, and I think you Darvish is like number two or three on his favorite player list. So I think he's uh, pretty excited to go there and see it tomorrow. See him tomorrow in person at uh, at the game. So we'll, uh, knowing, that, uh, knowing that Dakota Hudson's on the mound for the Cardinals and it's going to be a slow first inning – We'll be there easily by the second inning of that one. And, uh, and won't miss anything. You're right. <laughs> All right, Claves, enjoy the uh, the call tonight and enjoy everything else that we bring you here on Claves Online. Rammer and I will be back with you this afternoon for an edition of Daily Cards Live. Sometime around uh, 2.30 or so is when we will uh, we'll bring you all of the news from the, uh, from the Cardinals before tonight's game against the Padres and then plenty of other stuff available all week long. A uh, finals preview by Rammer and Rocchio for the uh, the two-man game coming up this week as well. He is Mike Claiborne. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been another edition of Lunch with Claves and Joe, powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. We'll talk to you next Monday. At St. Louis Acura, new inventory is arriving daily, both new and pre-owned. Our buying team adds a higher level of personalized service that others can't match. We sell over 100 pre-owned vehicles monthly, and many of these are matched by our buying teams in Missouri and Illinois. As new Acura production ramps up, be one of the lucky ones to try the newest Type S models now available. Performance has never been so stylish and comfortable. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you.